and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, UMFM proudly presents Beyond the Panel, weekly best comic book show in the city, probably the only one I'm going to assume, uh, if not, we're still better Very than possibly. you. possibly. We're still better than you. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm your host, Brian. I am joined, by, as always, by the ever-exuberant, effervescent Curtis Mensforth. Curtis, how are you? Thank you for that lovely intro. I am doing fantastic, as Fantastic. Uh, not today. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, <laughs> and my other co-host, Brayden Chuck. Brayden, how are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. I guess I'm not effervescent enough, but no, I'm doing pretty you good gotta today. Be, the bubbling you gotta be Brayden the bubbling Brayden Hafechuk. you got to be a certain Hafechuk. level to be effervescent. It takes, like... It takes time. Okay, takes I, time. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that. I'll it takes see. time. You'll get there, man. Uh, of course, we're going to spend like most of the episode today talking about the Justice League. This, yeah, this weekend's big release came out on Friday. A lot think. of a uh, lot of opinions about that that we will share for you guys. Well, hopefully, that is the plan at least. Um, of course, do you guys have like I didn't? I should have done the numbers and research on this. Do you guys have the numbers? How what it did, what it drew, and everything like that. Uh, it's sitting at, uh, well, it it just crossed a uh, hundred million on its fourth day domestically, yeah. which is I don't not particularly the, good. Is I don't it? have it's the global. Troubling. Well, think about it this way: when Avengers came out in 2012, it made like 212 million in three days. And okay, so its budget like insane. It's, its budget was 300 million so far through box office is at 278.8, and that was as of yeah today. Is that global or domestic? Well, global. Okay. The, the you also so have to worldwide. remember about but, uh, budgets as well. Is that number right there? That's production budget. That's not taking into account marketing. Yeah, no, revenue. no. That's that's the true thing. It's too. grossed ninety three point eight uh, in the United States and Canada, one hundred eighty five in other territories yeah, for a worldwide so total of two seventy eight point eight yeah. for the Justice League. Like man, when I was younger, estimates for the total f- film to uh, gross worldwide in order to break even range from six hundred yeah, to no, seven hundred fifty million. Yeah. Yikes. Like a Justice League movie like should be something that is like a massive event. So I guess we'll talk about why that is and like our thoughts on Justice League in general, but no, that is definitely disheartening. I I mean, being a big DC guy and a big Marvel guy in general, I want to see both sides succeed. So you're more Not of a Marvel greatest. guy, but you are a comic guy in general. I'm a comic guy. That's what I am. So you know, Marvel DC, non-Marvel DC, I love it all. But we shall talk about the film and our thoughts on it. So, um, the movie, of course. I would like to point out, before we delve fully into this, that the movie, that this episode will be incredibly spoiler-heavy. Incredibly. So if you have not seen the movie as of yet, we appreciate your viewership. We really do. Oh, yeah. Please tune in at a later date. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, we love you. We absolutely do. Uh, go see Justice League. Th- go see Justice League and then come back and listen to this episode because this is going to be incredibly spoiler. Yeah, I don't want to ruin anything for we you don't. guys. We don't. Um, it's not our goal here. Is this the second? So so first of all, uh, I want to get some stuff out of the way here. Uh, the story by Zack Snyder and Chris Terrio. Screenplay um, credit by Whedon. By Whedon and Terrio as well. Music by Dan- Danny Elfman, which is a fantastic choice. That was probably one of the things I really enjoyed. The running time, 120 minutes. Um, Very brisk. Yeah, uh, distributed by Warner Brothers, uh, the fifth installment in the DC Extended Universe. Um, whole bunch of different stuff. I would like to point out that I I personally did not enjoy the film. Okay. Well, how about we start this way? Uh, we'll we'll start with the positives. 
Start, sure. on, start on a light note. Okay, what worked for us? I guess we can all start. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a really good one. idea. Like, yeah. What worked for us, what we sure. liked. Um, you can kick us off then if you want to do that. Sure. Uh, the film was incredibly colorful, which is one of the things that I have complained about in about these movies in the past. When I'm reading comics, even some of the darker, grittier ones, they emphasize certain colors. Yeah. And that's been one of the biggest problems with the Zack Snyder era of superhero they, movies. They did listen to criticism there, I think. The they, Chris they Nolan, like, even, even, even the Chris Nolan stuff, like, there was, like, not enough color, I felt yeah. like. I love those Batman movies. There weren't nearly enough color. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the big, my biggest issues. And this had color in maybe maybe too, maybe too much. I mean, but... I disagree. I mean, uh, like, it was, it was plenty colorful enough. Yeah. The, the costumes were supremely colorful and flashy and yeah. aesthetically very pleasing, especially Superman's costume. Oh, yeah. He looked great. Uh, I thought that the bat costume was great when it wasn't being CG'd in. Yeah. Um, I felt flashes. I know you disagree with me on this. We'll get to that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, at, I felt, at the end of the day, we all have our opinion. I felt right? the Flash's costume was nice. Yeah. I thought well, Aquaman's costume yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his was, was cool. very cool looking. I, I liked it. I thought his trident was awesome. I thought he himself ended up looking way cooler than I thought he was going to. Um, no, Aquaman didn't look like a joke, which is good. I mean, because Aquaman has always been portrayed as one in the past. So they did they did him well on that. They made him out to be a complete badass, yeah. which was another one of my positives. It's like even comparing it to the press photo they originally released of Jason Momoa, where it's like he's armored, but it's kind of shirtless, and he has like kind of bandoliers in that. You, do you remember that yep. the first? Yes, I do. Comparing this costume to that, oh, it's leaps and bounds better. Cause so much better. Atlantean armor and everything, green and gold just pops. And it looked really cool, and he himself was amazing. Yeah, visually, visually, not even very just cool. not even just visually. I was impressed with the with the way he. I mean, like, he well, was, Aquaman's the next uh, movie was, coming. He out. was Arthur Curry. Yeah. yeah, he was Arthur Curry. He had a little bit of he had a little bit of snark to him. Um, he didn't take jokes very particularly well, <laughs> and deep down there was uh, a a lot of uneasiness and fear with how he carried himself. Let's just take a quick second to make a comment on how good Mara looked in the movie. Was that supposed to be Mara? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was She Mara. looked like, cuz that that's was amazing. that was my thought. I'm like that's got to that be great. Yeah. I that's got to be Mara, right? It yeah. didn't they didn't say anything. I'm like that's got to be Mara. Yeah, so no, that was, no, that was totally Mara. Um They made her they made yeah, her hydrokinesis I, look incredible. I thought it was too. great, man. Oh my god. Aquaman's movie is the next one coming out. It comes out in 2018, so that is So now I'm excited. Done filming. Yeah. Now I'm excited. I was not excited previously for the Aquaman movie. Now I'm juiced. Not another thing to be excited about the Aquaman and any released cuts of this movie is Willem Dafoe. As Vulcan. Oh yeah, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is supposed to be in this movie as well, but his scenes were cut. He's like all of them. They, they cut yeah. a lot for this movie. He's by supposed the to be way. like Aquaman's like advisor and like mentor. Well, I know who Volko is. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a big enough of no, an no, Aquaman you're, fan. You're talking boy. to a guy there who's definitely read his fair share of I, Aquaman. I know who Volko is. My, my so. apologies. <laughs> we we had an Aquaman. I'm just trying to. Earlier. I'm just trying to picture. I'm just trying to picture Willem Dafoe as like chunky. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe he won't look like that. Then. Maybe he'll just have his own version. Uh, probably. I mean, they did enough of their own versions right? of things. Yeah. We'll get to it. Um, so that was. So, so all of that worked for you. Then. That all of that stuff worked yeah. for me. The music was wonderful. Danny Elfman. I think was we can all agree that classic brilliant. themes were well placed. In yeah, the film. they placed all the classic themes in the movie, and that was great. There was uh, yeah. a one particular scene near the end of the movie where uh, Bruce busts out of the the uh, flying fox. Yeah. In the Batmobile and the the da -da 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 -da. and I was like, yeah, go get a Batman! That was nostalgic. Gun down some parademons. Let's do it. That was that was awesome. That was super cool. Um, 
trying to think of what else. <laughs> the end credit scenes were really nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, since it's a full-on spoiler. Good. Just... Good. Not, not just average, above average. They were good. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg was much better as Lex Luthor. Yes. I thought. I, I thought, wasn't a fan of him last time. Around. I thought Deathstroke was fantastic. I thought he looked cool. Um, I thought that the extravagance of the boat was was on point. I thought everything about that scene was great. I'm excited to see the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Legion of Doom. In there. I don't care this if Lex Luthor and Deathstroke are on it. The rest of it is and support. I thought Deathstroke looked amazing. He's that's going to be great. I mean, I, I assume. Actually, I can't really assume, but. I hope we get Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla Grodd Ooh. would be good. I would be down for that. I hope we get Gorilla Grodd. Um, Sinestro, I think. Sinestro is a must. Yeah. But Agreed. are they allowed to bring him? Like, can they do Green Lantern? They I mean, can. they had a Green Lantern in the movie. Yeah, that was really cool, too. I thought that was cool. That. They well, had a Green Lantern, but they didn't specify, in fact, that it was Green Lantern. No, no. Like, remember in the trailer, he said there are no Kryptonians, no lanterns, no protectors for this world. Yeah. So it's like Green Lantern is allowed to be in this world. Well, we the, see one. the Green Lantern, like, movie that's coming up is Green Lantern Corps. So, I mean, it's not just going to feature, like, Hal yeah. or, you know, John or just a single lantern. Like, it'll be the whole core which i think is a better idea than like 2011's green lantern movie which is just yeah like how centric how it can be at the moment is there's still Abin sir as green lantern and you see yes patrol i want to i want to see guy in live action call uh, me crazy call me crazy but i mean who, i think it'd be funny okay all right if you're gonna pitch if you're gonna pitch guy gardner in a in an actual live action movie you have to have somebody to play him. okay i don't know if i have an actor ready right mm. off right off the See? the hop but Don't, i'll have to think about that it, it would almost be john bernthal if he wasn't tied with punisher i think john bernthal could be a good guy Gardner. really interesting i've never thought of that at all just because well, his personality I got it who john cena <laughs> oh! <laughs> John Cena would be a fantastic guy. Gardner. You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. He's I'm built. Not opposed to that. He's at built. All. He's got the square jaw. He has the the real life John Cena has enough of a sense of humor about himself that he can go ahead and play a pretentious. Yeah, like he's done yeah, it before yeah. in other movies. The way, the yeah, way John that he Cena with that bowl cut though. Would be hilarious, <laughs> that would right? Be all, yeah, that, that'd be awesome. The way the way that he was in Trainwreck, right? Where that that scene in the movie theater where he's like, "I'm Marky, I'm like, what would happen if Marky Mark ate Marky Mark?" <laughs> That's like oh, kind of John like Cena. hilarious self aware humor that I would love to bring to to Guy Gardner. Well, yeah. if uh, if if Warner Brothers execs are somehow listening to this right now, yeah, just right. Uh, <laughs> just remember that idea, guys. Um. I thought uh, J.K. Simmons was very good. J.K. Simmons as was Commissioner I mean, it's J.K. Simmons, right? How can you ever go wrong with J.K. Simmons? Um, I was impressed with the portrayal of uh, Cyborg for the most part. Yeah, I mean, he looked like Cyborg. Uh, he did. He did everything like that Cyborg would do. He did Cyborg things. He said booyah. I guess not enough backstory yet on Cyborg, but... We'll get to that. We'll get to that in the 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 negatives. With a two-hour movie. Yeah, a lot of that was cut. You see that in the trailers. Okay. For me, Wonder Woman was well portrayed. I mean, like, she did everything Wonder Woman... You'd want Wonder Woman to do. Her solo movie was great, so, like, we've... I mean, I know you haven't seen it yet, but like for most of us, we've seen Wonder Woman, and seeing her again was was definitely a treat. Uh, the action scenes were really well choreographed. I thought the best one was the battle on Themyscira, where they yep. were uh, basically playing hot potato with the mother box. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was well well done. Yeah. yeah I... You just see the dedication of these warriors. We're like, we're gonna trap ourselves in this temple. 
We're gonna knock out these pillars and have these massive slabs fall down just so you can get away with this. Yeah. Haven't really mentioned Ben Affleck as Batman, but I mean, he was great yet again. He's the best Batman. Yeah, he was. He was. He's great. the best Batman that's been plagued by bad movies. It, it makes me so a sad. A solo Batman film would be so cool, and we are getting one. Do it's we going to start filming after soon. after what we've seen? Are are we really sure that it's not going to be bad though? Well, it's, it's got Matt Reeves uh, attached. Matt I mean, Reeves is a very he's solid a good director. director. Like, look at on any of the movies he's made, and they've all been received well. That's fine, I guess. Uh, um, I guess it comes down to screenplay. You just need a good script. You need to be served by a good script, and you know, and you don't want studio meddling. That's the thing that's hurting some of these movies is demanding that it be a certain way and not letting the director just do what the director wants to do. Yeah. Well, before we get into the negatives, before we start kind of trashing this movie a bit, I also wanted to talk about like the tone of this movie as well. That's the thing I really enjoyed about this movie. It's like it's a departure from the Zack Snyder. Yeah, like, you, you can tell that they heard fan reception and that they leaned in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's like we're kind of getting out of like the almost Zack Snyder's own little universe of how superheroes work, and we're getting into a full-fledged DC cinematic universe. Well, I mean, Terrio is a good writer. He is. Terrio is a pretty good writer. Yeah, no, um, Chris Terrio is, is pretty good. David Goyer has... I think David Gore worked on the on the Dark Knight films with Nolan, and yeah. he was involved in this too. But uh, like the thing is, somebody on I was just looking up TV tropes the other day. This movie, just after I watched it, and uh, this one guy had a really good point where it's like the way these DC movies have been falling. It actually lines up really well with uh, Jor El's speech in Man of Steel, mm. where he's like, "You'll give them hope. They'll stumble. They'll fall, but eventually they'll join you in the sun." Where it's like Man of Steel is giving them hope, or you'll be a beacon. Batman versus Superman is them stumbling and falling, <laughs> and this one is them. Oh, they'll okay. join you in the sun. Okay, I know. I I like it. I guess. An interesting idea. <laughs> um, probably not intentional, but it's just like neat how it just played out like that. Yeah, all right. I can get on board with that. What are, What are some of your other positives based yeah, on this movie? Yeah, but before we really, really dive into the negatives, and and to make it clear too, like we're not bad. Like when we do talk about negatives, it's not like we get any pleasure from saying you know that we didn't like, we didn't like this movie. It's more we want better from DC. I really wanted this movie like, to be yeah, good. Yeah, we we want better from DC. I Unfortunately, really wanted this movie to be good. Fortunately, we were disappointed. But uh, another yeah. thing worth mentioning before we really get on uh, to that is, I thought Henry Cavill was great as Superman once again. Yeah, he was really yeah. good. The the caution was he good. Was pretty good. Mustache CGI. We will talk about that. We we will get to that. But until cool. you showed me, I didn't notice. So it's not like okay. Well, that's good. But once you notice, you'll never forget. Eh. Maybe I don't know. I'd... If you watch it a second time, you'll definitely. Yeah, I guess I don't Even know. It's I like... didn't notice it for everything, and that's because it's like it's like that weird, you know, like you know how Golden Eyes cover on the N sixty four version, like it looks like it's... the the side, like the, his mouth <laughs> yeah. is ridiculously yeah. long. Like, yeah, I guess maybe, but I don't know. Like, it well, wasn't all of his it wasn't bad reshot, enough. So it it's not wasn't like bad enough for it. me to notice it until you showed me. Okay. Yeah. It was not bad enough until well, that, you showed Well, that's me. good, then. That wasn't, in my opinion, that wasn't by far the worst of the no, CGI. No, 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 no. I'd actually say the Steppenwolf CGI was better than I was expecting. Just because, like, from what it I got... It wasn't great. It wasn't great, but it was better than what I was expecting. Because from what I saw in the trailer, I thought, like, he'd have his horns and he'd have a face. But then the rest of his body would just be, like, metal. Or okay. it's like, no, he actually has a sort of costume in this movie and textures and, like, skin. And yeah. Like, that was... This is actually a lot better than what I was expecting. Better, so. sure. And Siri and so, Hines. But I mean, what were, your, what were your positives? What, yeah, were, you, what were your positives? I, I thought the team worked great together. Like, that's the one thing you got to nail this movie. Like, there are many, like, I 
I like this movie more than you guys, but this movie was not great by any means. But they definitely nailed the dynamic between all the different Justice League members. They all work as a team. They all relate to each other in certain ways. I like how you kind of have the mini dynamics. Like, you have Flash and Cyborg both going like, oh, yeah, we're both the accidents. And they both kind of bond. I actually have an issue with that line in particular, but we'll get to that. Okay, but it's just like, it's just showing how these these guys aren't just going, oh, we got to work together to defeat Steppenwolf. It's like, oh, these are people on a team together like they both they all have hopes and fears but they all work together i thought most of the acting was very good yeah i thought five of the six people acted their character brilliantly uh, yeah agreed yeah i uh <laughs> i agree on that uh even some of the supporting cast like jeremy irons as alfred had uh, he was good yeah he was great jk simmons was good um yeah, I just uh, and 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 um, is it Diane Lane that Diane plays? Lane yeah. is a good Martha Kent. Yeah, play is was really like that that scene where she got out of the truck and Clark was alive. Yeah. Oh. and she started to tear up. That was very emotion filled. Yeah. That was good. She, she's she's really good. Um, it was good. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. She's is, good. Is a, is a good Lois. Lane. She's a good Lois yeah. Lane. The, like, acting, all of that's fine. The like, acting in this movie was was fine. I have no issues with the acting out of like ninety percent of the people that were featured in this film. Yeah. Just one person in particular. Uh, but you know, it was like it was all the little things. It was the thin plot. The the really the two weak, hour runtime. The really, really weak. The really weak villain. The yeah. Really bad overuse of CGI. Yeah. I guess that's what I cases. meant by too much color earlier. It's not the color; it's perhaps just the the saturation of CGI and knowing that it's CGI. Like there's realistic CGI, and then there is bad CGI. Yeah. And I thought for the most part, this film CGI for a three hundred million dollar film, it was definitely lacking. I've well, I mean, that's out. probably where a lot of the budget went. Yeah, and yeah like, and, which is disappointing because you expect better for a movie of this caliber, you know? And it's actually yeah. like that $300 million budget, that wasn't originally planned for the movie. Well, it's just, reshoots the, were a lot but, of that money, But the right? reshoots went out of control. Like, it, it went yeah. beyond what they were expecting. They were so, plagued by difficulties. I, wasn't, I try desperately. Ever since The Phantom Menace, I tried desperately to not watch trailers and not read news and not get overhyped for movies. Understandable. For, Understandable. For, that speci- I mean, for, like, for specific reasons. Um, so, like, try to explain to me, and in case anybody else didn't follow the movie as closely as you guys did, what were the, re- like, why did they reshoot, what were they needed for, and what were they attempting to fix? Apparently, like, it was, apparently the movie, it was a much, it was a much brighter movie, thematically and artistically, than, like, the Batman vs. Superman movie, but apparently the executives were still like, uh, this still isn't enough. Like, well, you have still to think about how long it takes to make a movie. This movie was in production already when Batman v Superman was, like, yeah, out. So, he, like, that vision was still in line with, a, with like, BVS. And then after, like, the negative reception of that movie, they had to do, like, a course correction, right? Yeah, and, of course, the tragedy within Zack Snyder's family... Which, which is understandable. Like yeah, I mean, so, and they had obviously to bring in, you needed to step off the project. Like, yeah, can't fault him for that at Joss all. Joss Whedon having to come in. And, Joss Whedon actually did a ton of like re- rewriting of the script for this movie. You see that in a lot of the interactions yeah. and like the comedy of that in the movie, which generally wasn't there in Zack Snyder's version. So, yeah. Overall, Was Ezra Miller still cast in Zack Snyder's version? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ezra, Ezra Miller's been... Because Ezra Miller was in Batman v Superman. Like, oh, he yeah, was in yeah, that flashback scene talking to Bruce Wayne. But uh, I guess we'll we'll talk about things that didn't work for us then. Sure. Yeah. Unless unless you guys have more positive things. I mean, if something things, comes to mind... If you guys have I, more positive like, things you want to like talk about. Like I said about. earlier, we're not trying to... 
I never like to bash a film. It's more just talking about things that didn't work for me that I think can maybe be fixed so that hopefully in the future we can get that, you know, really awesome movie. And DC has given us a really good movie in Wonder Woman, so I know they can do it. So it's more... This is more just me and, you know, everyone else here. When we're saying things we didn't like, it's not like the entire movie was irredeemable. Yeah. That's why we started with things that we did like. Uh, I guess the main thing that Brian and I didn't like was Flash. Yeah. Yeah, and, God. And, uh, and for I, the people that did like him, that that's great. I'm glad he resonated with you. He I did not with me, though. I love Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller is a terrific actor. He's a, he and is a I, talented actor. I, I have liked him in just about everything that he has done. How was he in uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin? That's so on my Netflix queue. So good. Okay. He was so good in We Need to Talk About Kevin. That was where that was the first time I saw him. Um, and Perks then, of Being a Wallflower, wasn't that? He was brilliant in Perks yeah. of Being a Wallflower. He was so That's good. That's where I know him from. He I was, never saw the other movie. He was pretty good. He was pretty good in Trainwreck. Okay. And he was pretty good in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. Huh? So, so it's not even like he was... It's not even like he is a bad actor who got cast in this role. He's a good actor who maybe suffered from a bad characterization for his character in this movie. I I think he is typecast, and I think he is typecast for a reason. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad actor. I just think no, he no, mostly he's needs, a fine actor. I think he mostly needs to stay within the side of Box, and Flash was Flash not was that Flash was an box. odd choice. Even when I heard that he got cast, I, I thought it was odd. Not necessarily just for... Okay, I want to I want to preface this. If they had made him Wally West, I would not have been as upset. But it's because they made him Barry Allen. Yeah, well, that's that's my issue too. Was the fact that he was Barry Allen in name, but not in attitude or personality whatsoever. Personality wise, he was Bart Allen from the comics. Bart Allen is Barry Allen's grandson, and he comes from the future. And he is impulse, impulse, yeah, and yeah, he that's is what most fun personified. Like his book was a straight up comedy well, he book. Was, it was he great. was. Really good off the walls, a very energetic, uh, naive character, which is kind of how this Flash was, very yeah. inexperienced and yeah. I guess socially awkward would be the word that I use for him because he wasn't he he mentioned not having friends yeah. in the movie, which was weird. Well, it's like it's he, he's just he's so devoted to solving his dad's murder. Like his dad's like you're working four jobs and trying to fix this man. Like you you need to stop. Yeah, and it's just like he's like no, I have to fix this. So I understand that lack of a social life. And I, I, I kind of liked him being new to the team, especially that sequence where him and Batman are like, he's like, it's great that you guys are ready to fight, but, like, I've never fought, okay? I push people and run away, and he's, like, asking Batman, like, what do I do in this situation? So it's great that to show that, like, not all these people are seasoned warriors, where it's just like, okay, there are still, like, it, it's great to have, like, that Batman almost... You almost have to ask yourself, then, how long has he been Flash in this universe I'd say if maybe he barely like, knows how to use his powers? I'd say maybe, like, four or five months at max. Well, how long How long of a time was there in between Yeah, because Batman, Batman v Superman, Superman was, and was like, League. a year and a half ago, though, so... Well, in, in, in real world, but I'd say maybe, like, a couple months because even when they open up the casket superman's still like pretty well preserved well superman even if dead he's not a human body so he wouldn't decay like human flesh would but that aside we'll just say it's been maybe half a year then since superman died that's not important the the main thing is just it was weird to me seeing barry like barry allen as flash in the comics is very different from barry allen in he this is movie. very uh, the barry allen in the comics is incredibly confident he is uh conservative 
Yeah, conservative. He, yes, he, he's, him, he's a he, serious character. Him and um, him and him and uh, Oliver Queen get in arguments all the time because oh, yeah, Ollie's yeah. super super liberal. Yeah, and yeah. they get they get into arguments with each other constantly. I want to read up not as much I've as Hawkman. I've but never still. seen any like uh, interaction in the comics between Barry Allen and. Uh, uh, Oliver Queen. I'd really like to see that. Read Kevin, Kevin Smith's Green Arrow. Makes yeah, okay. light of their Kevin Smith's Kevin Smith's Green Arrow, and there's like little. He talks about how much he liked and misses Barry in that series. Yeah, because uh, Barry was still dead. Um, at that and time. you can get without like actually, and I think this is an interesting way of of getting characterization out of characters. But uh, in Jeff Johns' Teen Titans, you get a lot of that reaction from um, the new Red Arrow. Oh, yeah. And uh, and and Kid Flash mm. Impulse, right? Because he's, um, they talk about they talk about how they view each other through the lens that they're upper, they're they're older, they're superior views the other person superior. Yeah. So there's like a lot of talk between the two of them about how like they personally have dealt with like those guys letting out their frustrations with the other one by you know venting to that these, is really interesting these kids. Um, and they do like each other. They do, but they, they are, you know, it's like, it's like when you go for, for Thanksgiving and you get into an argument with your, your, your conservative older uh, grandparent about how, <laughs> the, how the world works. Yeah. And I mean, you still love them. Yeah. You still like them, but there are some things about how you view the world that are completely incons- like inconsolable. Like you just yeah. don't see the, eye to eye at all. Disagreements are not always. And so, yeah, um, Barry Allen is confident, outspoken conservative and very into athletics yeah and he's very he's very inspiring he's very sure of himself like this movie just didn't give me that vibe now that's he is not gregarious to too he yeah. loves being around people yeah and ezra not miller was exactly zero of those things and yeah. two of the lines there were two lines um that kind of really really bothered me when i was watching it and the first was when bruce was pitching the whole justice league thing to flash and flash goes I'm in before Bruce even finishes and Bruce goes, okay, why? And the flash goes, well, I don't have any friends. That's such a stupid, (laughs) stupid reason for why you would want to go into being knowing that he is asking you to be in a, in a huge dangerous situation where you have previously already mentioned that he knows he's, he has never fought before and he is going to get into a fight in a dangerous situation and he's only doing it because he has no friends. Just one, one ridiculous. Question, one question though. If Batman himself came up to you and said, Brian, come on an adventure with me. Steppenwolf is attacking. Regardless of Steppenwolf, you go, oh my god, Batman is asking me to be his friend. But he, did he know he was Batman until he threw the uh, battering he, at him? He threw the battering was, at that. This was already post-battering. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, this I guess is, I forgot how that scene this is post. Went. This is post-battering. Uh, like, if your hero asked you to go on an adventure, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I don't care what the adventure is, just sweet. I don't know, if he said there was going to be a lot of danger, and I personally was as unsure of myself as this version of Barry Allen was, I would probably be like really unsure and be like, I'm not entirely sure. Can I have some time to think about it and get back to you? <laughs> Somebody with that amount of computers who has self-professed in the movie to doing that much coding and that much, and by saying he does that much coding is in my mind that much problem solving because that's what coding is. It yeah. is problem solving on a macro well, level. Barry, Barry's a smart guy. He it does it does not strike me as a calculated yeah. smart thing for that person to do to rush into quote unquote danger because he doesn't he doesn't have any friends yeah seems it seems 
not only not only was it a, a betrayal of the type of person that Barry Allen is, it was a betrayal of what they were trying to portray Barry Allen as being. So that bothered me. The second one uh, was when they were trying to t- exhume, exhume Clark's corpse. Yeah. And, and Barry says, we're kind of the accidents. That is an exact line that Beast Boy says to Cyborg. Word for word. From, okay, uh, that's from that. uh, John's, yes. John's Teen Titans run. Uh, I really no, read Jeff John's no, no, no. Teen Titans. Yeah. It's, it, you I, do. You need to read it. Only yeah, it's, the, the it's first, an iconic run. The fifty, the fifty issues that he writes are great. Um, it, it's not from John's Teen Titans. It's from the oh, show. Oh no, no, from, it's from the, the animated from series. The animated I don't remember cartoon. that line from. Like because yeah, Robin, me, they're like they're all they're all that. arriving there. They're all getting there, and like uh, you know, Robin's like the leader immediately, okay, and Starfire's okay. there, Raven's there, and 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 like they're all kind of introducing each other, and then um, you know, Beast Boy and Cyborg kind of talking about it, and Beast Boy goes, "Hey, we're kind of like the accident, eh? <laughs> that's, that's actually a pretty decent Beast Boy voice. And so, like, Cyborg, you know, is like, "Yeah, uh, I guess we are," and he's like kind of standoffish, yeah. and then they become best friends. And so, like, the fact, and I mentioned this, it felt desperately like they were trying to turn Flash into Beast Boy into, so okay. they could get that dynamic. And I guess I didn't know that, but for me... Drive me nuts. Drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah, for me, just in general, I wasn't enthused with with Flash in this movie. Now, that's not to say that, you know, he can evolve later on. It's just for this movie, I did not enjoy this flash this version of flash yeah that's fair that's fair i understand that um do you guys mind if we take a quick break for some commercials yes not at all cool uh yeah we'll be right back guys here on beyond the panel umfm 101.5 um cycle is the new bike kiosk in the center of the u of m's fort gary campus Located at the east entrance of Extended Education, UmCycle is a full-service bike shop open Monday to Friday from 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. They have parts and accessories for sale and mechanics on site. Students get a 25% discount on services. If you'd like to fix your bike yourself, they have tools ready for you to do your own repairs anytime the shop is open. Want to learn more about fixing your bike? There's community stand time on Friday afternoons from 2.30 to 4.30. Come down to get help doing your repairs from a pro. Check out UmCycle in the heart of the University of Manitoba, Monday to Friday, 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Over the course of his acclaimed career, Josh Ritter has released nine full-length albums, including The Beast in Its Tracks, So Runs the World Away, and The Animal Years. His new album, The Gathering, was recorded in New Orleans, and it's Josh's most freewheeling and rollicking record to date dark and soulful. It's a pleasant mix of gospel-tinged, funked-up country blues boogie. Don't miss him at the Park Theatre for one night only, Wednesday, February 28th. Tickets are on sale now for $32.50 plus fees, available at Ticketmaster, the Park Theatre, and the Winnipeg Folk Festival office. Here all year, don't miss festival favorite Josh Ritter and the Royal City Band at the Park Theatre on February 28th. Brought to you by the Winnipeg Folk Festival, the Park Theatre, and proudly supported by 101.5 UMFM. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Beyond the Panel, Winnipeg's best, 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 best uh, comic book show. We're talking about Justice League today. I'm joined by Curtis Mensforth, Brady Hafachuk. As always, we were discussing about um, things that we disliked about the movie. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, previously discussed about what we didn't like about Flash and how we how we felt it was, or at least personally, how I felt it was a betrayal 
of how Barry Allen should have been portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, Braden, before the, the show, brought up a an interesting uh, point, which I don't necessarily disagree with, is that when you are uh, portraying a group on screen like this, a group dynamic, you do absolutely need a, a person with some sort of comedy. Yeah, yeah you do that's, need that's 100% value. true. I agree with that, too. Um, my... My problem is that I feel personally as though they could have, A, gone with either one of the other Flashes other than Barry Allen. True. Like, you could easily just change the name to Wally West. I need you to join the Justice League. Bart Allen. Like, because both of those guys, both a young version, like a young teen Bart Allen exists. At this point in time, in the in 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 where this happens, right? Like Batman is kind of older. Well, Batman's uh, has made reference to twenty years worth of career. Like that's an actual official statement that he made. Right. I've been doing this for tw- yeah. So there's definitely a long years. history. Here they mentioned the it more than once. Not just him, but yeah. like uh, uh, Gordon mentions yeah. Yeah. as well. Like yeah. I don't think he's going to change after twenty years of of protecting yeah. us. So I mean, there there's certainly a lot out there. So at this particular point in time, Bart Allen could theoretically exist very I guess easily. I'd, I'm curious to know how old Barry Allen is then in this universe. I'd say he's like maybe 23, 24. Yeah, he looks... Yeah. Okay, yeah. I guess that's fair. Maybe, maybe about that age then. Because he's... I couldn't exactly understand... Is he, is he older than Cyborg? That's that's what I want to know. Yes. Ah, yes. How old do we think Cyborg is then in this movie? Cyborg... Like, Cyborg seems like he's around the same age as Barry. So... This is where my knowledge of sports comes into play. Okay. The only one here who knows about sports. Go sports. I'm so, not very knowledgeable in that in area. This, in this hypothetical universe, uh, in which is based quite quite heavily in reality, they mentioned that uh, he was on a full scholarship to play yeah, football yeah, that's in line at, with Gotham, the comics. at Gotham City yeah. University. Yeah. The way that the NCAA works is that uh, you have four years of eligibility um, potentially five if you get redshirted, um, okay. and it's very difficult to give out or gain scholarships if you are older. Most football stars in the NCAA start out immediately and enter the draft. Like eighteen, Ooh. they they enter the draft. They are they have to stay in school for two years and and then enter the draft immediately following that. Okay, so along that timeline, even if he had taken three or four years, the most that Cyborg could be is twenty two. Okay. Good point. Good point. That's some. That's some good. Uh, some good detective work there. I. The, I wouldn't have known that. The, the exactly. oldest. The oldest. The oldest that Cyborg could be in this particular timeline is twenty two. I. I can buy. Maybe. That, maybe you know? twenty three. If it took a year to get him back to functioning, but like, at what point do we stop counting human years for Cyborg? Yeah. He was probably that's true. Yeah. at the oldest twenty two when he had his accident. Yeah. At the oldest. Um. Now with with Flash with Barry Allen, it's harder to tell. Um, I guess that's another thing with Barry Allen is like in the comics he's not like really young either like he's the same age as like Superman and correct and uh, uh, I guess Batman would still be older but he from the way that he talks about his dad the way that he talks to his dad uh, and some of the things that are mentioned it makes me think that he is attempting to either pay his way through school or pay off school yeah he gets a job near the end of the movie which you could get at any point in time during your schooling in that yeah. sort of field like a co-op yeah as an internship yeah. so again criminal justice programs can take 
four to six years, depending on how much you right. how much you have time, work, right. etc. So again, they are probably around the same age of someplace in between twenty one and twenty five ish. Yeah, which puts them quite a few years behind everyone else in the league. Oh, basically. Yeah. Well, it's like Wonder Woman's like thousands of years old. Batman's forty. Jason Momoa's probably Batman's like, forty-five. Jason, Jason yeah. Momoa's probably like mid thirties, mid to late thirties. In the movie, I can't, I can't see Aquaman in this movie being like in his forties. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair point. Probably, it's it's hard to tell because like, why in the world would the would the Icelanders that he was helping out uh, have again? He he wouldn't like age the tribal same as a tribal esque paintings of him bringing them fish. Well, it could be just some other Atlantean with beards and everything. I don't know. We we see Atlanteans in like the flashback and that, and I think the king had like a pretty burly appearance. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I can dig that. Yeah, <laughs> just like Aquaman dug Batman's. Uh, just bat- like a bat. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that line was. It. Yeah, whatever that line was. Which is actually funny. Yeah, that was good. Especially the way they played it in the movie, because in the trailer, it just comes out of nowhere. Where he's like, "Just like a bat, I dig it." But in the movie, it's like they build up to that, and it's like a different way he says it in the movie. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, dr- really, dressed like a bat. Okay, I dig it. Here's yeah. one thing that I think I thought it was good. I think we I think we would all agree on this. Um, is the another criticism for this movie would be the pacing. Yeah, the fact that it was a two hour movie and that it introduced you to everyone in the league, dealt with the villain, set up future movies by throwing in little little Easter eggs here and there. It did feel very like there wasn't enough room to breathe and really yeah. let the story be. Like, you're not growing with these characters. We haven't had a few years in between movies. Like, with, you know, if you do your solo movies first, right, it would have been at least, you know, five or six years to get to the Justice League. The fact that we're doing the League first yeah. before solo if characters. If you did is all those solo movies first, you wouldn't have needed all of those set up shots each one of those took yeah. each one of those took its own 10 minutes that's out of that why movie. i think yeah. that hurt the movie you didn't you know like like especially the aquaman part like i like jason momoa but the segment the sequence in atlantis for him and mara talking she's like oh look at you the like the prodigal felt son so forced and rushed yeah. definitely and he intro just, to the aquaman he just solo film, completely you know? accepted it and was like I'm gonna need some stuff yeah <laughs> like that felt rushed at least mara like, looks cool so but, whatever you know. I didn't like that, and I didn't like the ten minutes they took for for um, for Wonder Woman to take care of that bomb threat. Yeah, why I did mean, she? We already know what she can do. Question: Why did we need that? Question about that: The guy said that bomb would blow up four city blocks, and, and she, she throws it like a hundred feet in the air, and it's like, Poof. yeah, it would have completely taken out the top floor of that building. Yeah, she yeah. would have needed to thrown that a bit higher. But uh, I mean, she, she was even cool. even more. The friggin' key was in the friggin' ignition, and she could have just, (laughs) boop, (laughs) turned the thing off. But then you'd have Bruce Bolt just go, oh, that was poor design work on my part. So I guess, yeah. I guess just in general, like, some of the the writing (sighs) and things in this movie were not, they didn't always make sense. Like, it's almost like they didn't double check to make sure that, like, logical choices were made in this movie. Yeah. Which is, I mean, all movies have that problem to some degree. I just felt this movie more so than to, others suffered from that. To be fair, though, we're talking about a movie of a alien god. Yeah, I mean, it's Earth. all fiction, Yeah, right? where it's like, logic is great in these movies, but it's like, we can't expect yeah, it to be... but just like logic within a degree, like certain character choices were just like, they were weird, or they didn't always make sense, or just 
taking time to show this character that didn't need to be shown or setting up this future movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, when you only have two hours to play with, you got to be wise with, like, the time that you do have. What specifically, other than the Aquaman segment, what specifically do you think should have been cut? Should have been. I mean, they cut so much. Like, this exactly. was originally going to be a Wonder Woman, movie. That Wonder Woman segment needed to not be in there. Which, like, the... The bomb sequence. The bomb sequence? That did need to be in there. As cool as it was seeing her block all those bullets, though with her magic bracelets. Like, that was cool, I will yeah, say. Yeah, but she, like, she does other cool stuff with her magic bracelets yeah, later, right? Yeah. And, I mean, we, we've had the Wonder Woman solo movie, so, like, it, you should we already use know your what time. She, yeah, exactly, We already know right? what she does. Like, you should use your time to maybe explore she was, a character. Not only haven't. did she have her own solo movie, she was in Batman v Superman. Yeah, yeah. if anything, she's been in more, like, I guess only she's Superman would be the only other character. Actually, not another thing about it, that, that scene actually works, I guess, in a, in a story point. Because, like, they're trying to get across, oh, the world's, like, falling to chaos and that without Superman. Like, people have lost hope, and it's just, like... Showing these active like terrorist threats in that yeah. show. Okay, like these these guys are like these superheroes are working hard on their own, but it's like they can't cover everything. I guess another I thing too that I didn't love was as soon as Superman came back, it's almost like there didn't even need to be a league because he like single handed. Oh yeah. Just, so it's almost like it, it downplays the importance of like all of them together, which is the whole point of the movie is. Justice League, we are a team. He should have yeah. let... It didn't feel like a team. Like, they didn't... Superman just came in there and destroyed Steppenwolf. What, what's the tagline for this movie? You, you can't... can't save the world alone? Exactly. It looks like Superman can. So I think that is a valid <laughs> criticism to have. Like He didn't... Uh, like, yeah, they, they could have cut out the entire... They could have cut out the entire... Much as Superman is awesome ...speaking part of him and, and Barry Allen. They didn't need to have him go and help Barry Allen save those civilians. I like that part, because it showed, like, that... Superman's almost disregard for like people it, like in the battles in the past, like especially Man of Steel, him going, "Okay, you guys hold Steppenwolf." Like, there's still all these people that won't escape this. We gotta like it was a nice little heroic touch. Did you I notice like though that there was a disturbing lack of citizens though? Like there was that there. Do you remember how it just kept cutting to one family in their house over uh, and over again? Like why? And then, and then why did like, show one family? Superman yeah. saving an entire building full of people. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. I guess, but, but like, like, but just by showing that if you, if. Even if it was just the one family, it still shows these guys are heroes. Like True. one person matters. I actually, Even just one person from a matters, filmmaker standpoint, matters. I kind of actually like that because it kept by the fact that they kept showing that one family, it it humanized them more. They all get, had, yeah, okay, they all yeah, had their own characteristics and traits, and so it like it made it more personal. Yeah, it Maybe wasn't I just don't like hate that. It wasn't just like hey, look at you know. Okay, so I'm going to compare it to something in one of the Nolan movies uh, in the Bane movie where he's about to blow up Gotham Stadium. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's just a bunch of people. And you so never, I guess you don't you never, get the human You never ever like see that. faces. Saying, and yeah. like in superhero movies, so many people die all the time. Man of Steel, it, that city got leveled. And Metropolis. It just, it just yeah. never... No, no, you're right about that. You know, it yeah. like you think about it, but at the same point in time, like as a moviegoer, you don't want to think yeah, about it yeah and so There's a lot of casualties that, that choice from a filmmaker standpoint makes sense to me okay yeah very it, it, i think it's a very good choice because it, it makes you think more about like oh man like each one of these is an individual family with each an individual problem it's yeah. like it's like an age of ultron where it's like they stop the battle with ultron when it's like okay we need to get these citizens off of yeah this may, flying, maybe this maybe rock. like the family yeah. itself isn't bad then like i see what you mean by that and yeah i guess i'm fine with that and everything it's it's more why didn't we see that but maybe also with like just in general like we didn't see them rescue that many civilians in this movie 
for a supposedly global, like, world-ending disaster. Well, but it was, it was really in, see a lot of people. They did make a point that it was in a place where a nuclear reactor had previously okay. melted yeah. down. Like, it's basically, it was Chernobyl, basically people resettling Chernobyl. Yeah. So you're not going to see that many people. I could have just not paid attention. So that, that, that is on that's me, then, on, maybe. That's on not, you. Okay, that, that, was on, that was I don't you. remember them saying that they were in a, in a nuclear site. Yeah. I just remember thinking to myself in a movie, why is no one here? If this is a world-ending disaster, should there not well, be people? It's, like, it's in the middle of Russia in a place that was previously okay. completely uninhabitable that was probably just inhabited by a bunch of outcasts. Which yeah, is, no, no, that's fair. For all Steppenwolf's flaws as a character in this movie and like just as a creation of like movies in general, that was actually really smart on his part going, you know what, I'm going to start my evil plan in this place. Nobody will find me. Nobody will look. Yeah, I guess don't go for a big public area if you if if you don't want people interfering yeah, with you, which like, makes sense. I mean, I get like, what you're saying. Okay, this is this is like old school internet, but like, Ooh. do you do you remember that those old lists that you could find on like GeoCity websites that were like a hundred things I would do if I was the evil overlord? Oh yeah, no, that's before my time, fellas. Go and read it. I promise you'll enjoy it. Just Google, like, 100 things I would do if I was the evil <laughs> overlord. Gotcha. And it basically critiques like all the really bad. Bond films and like soup like big bat like films with a big baddie that like does all of these really really stupid things that allow the the good guys to get back into the fight. Him having that out there reeks of like things that you know he he read the hundred things I would do if I was the evil overlord <laughs> list. Like I if I'm going to stage a big world killing event, I am not going to announce my presence. I am not going to I'm not going to start a big war ahead of time. I'm not going to try and boast my ego by fighting the good guys ahead of time. I'm going to sneakily take these cubes and just go and do it. <laughs> Which is the best part because like after they resurrect Superman, you just see his little boom portal like boom. Oh, I guess he has the box now. Yeah. He, like, he didn't pick a fight. He's like, aha, mine just runs away. Exactly. It was great. I thought that was as, brilliant. As a villain, what are your thoughts on Steppenwolf real quick? God, what like, a stupid name. I realize it's already been done in comic books. No, no, books. no, that's fine. That doesn't stop the fact that it's a stupid No, like, that's the thing name. with comics. That, just because you take something from the comics doesn't mean it wasn't dumb in the he's, comics. He's there to trying to with, set it up know? for Darkseid, right? Yeah, like, the, that's really their endgame is Darkseid. Let's just say, like, the fourth world and the new gods in general... That's when Jack Kirby was at like his most like bonkers and creative. I love the so fourth like world he, he stuff, just man. he took the name Steppenwolf. He's just like you know what I'm running with this. This is gonna be no, I, I think fourth world is awesome. I love Mister Miracle. I love Orion. Like I love uh, Bug the Forger. Like all yeah. these fourth world characters are cool. I still think it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. No, you're right about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. As a character, like he did some really cool things, but like for the most part, he was paper thin. Yeah, that's that's kind of the feeling I but, have too. I don't necessarily think he needed to be anything more than a big bad. Yeah. I don't think he needed to have some crazy motiv- motivation. I don't think he needed to have any more yeah. distinguishing characteristics other than I, my pride was hurt. I want to blow up the world. Yeah. yeah. I didn't need it. And so he served a purpose. Yeah. There are a lot of people complaining about how bad of a villain he was. I thought he, he served a purpose and he was fine. He was a means to an end. Did the more job. Or less. He did the job. He was supposed to set up... Uh, dark sides, uh, you know, coming, which is going to be happening at Did some point. Did the job, man. I'm cool with it. Yeah, like there was a, there was a little line in there where he's like, where he he, he essentially it wasn't outright stated, but he hints that he's pretty much been like exiled from Apocalypse because he failed to conquer Earth. Yeah, and he's like, if I conquer Earth, I can go back to my home. 
where it's like, okay, that's, that's one cool thing they thing. mentioned like, though was that he was Dark Side's was it his uh, uncle? His uncle? Yeah. No, in, in the comics he's Dark Side's uncle, but in the movie he was Dark Side's nephew. No, no, he's he's was also he the uncle in the movies as well. Like Syrian Hines and Jeff Johns said, yeah, they're like this is okay. Because I wanted to be clear on that if they had changed his relationship in the movie or not. I don't recall hearing what his relation was, but that's fine. Like, whatever. That that's cool with me. Overall, like, yeah, there was things that I didn't like about this movie. There were some things that I thought did work. Was I disappointed overall? Yes. Do I think DC is capable of making good movies? Absolutely, I do. I think I think they are more than capable. They just need to work on pacing. Is like the big thing for what, me. What uh, What's their batting average on like movies? Oh. Not Not so great. Yeah, I don't think their so highest either. their highest ranking movie is Wonder Woman with like a ninety two. Which you guys tell me is good. I'm going to be good. honest. Genuinely, I it is good. I haven't seen, I haven't seen it yet. Um, Man, Man of Steel is good. So Batman vs Superman is meh. Most, Suicide Squad is bleh. Suicide Squad was atrocious. Most don't of the Superman movies from back in the day with George Reeves were good. Christopher Reeves. Sorry, yeah, Christopher yeah, Reeves. Yeah, yeah. George uh, Christopher Reeves. Those were those were good. Um... Who I, looks exactly like Gary Frank's rendering him of him in tomorrow's Doomsday Clock that's coming out. I, like, he draws Superman like Christopher Reeves, which beautiful. I think is amazing. I liked Swamp Thing. The movie was actually good. Um, oh, it's been forever since I've seen that. Oh, okay. So you're talking about DC movies in general. I thought you meant, like, DCEU. No, I'm just talking about DC movies in general. Oh, they, I think they have a pretty strong So the, so the, Chris, the Christopher Reeves Superman movies were all pretty good. Swamp oh, yeah. Thing. Swamp Thing was pretty decent. Um... Tim Burton's the, Batman was salt, really good. So the two Batman movies that he did were good. Uh, Batman and... Returns. Batman Returns. Yeah. Is that the one with the penguin? Man, Danny, yeah. Danny DeVito as the penguin. Get my sword for what? you, Danny. <laughs> oh, man. Is that coffee? <laughs> that is such an odd choice, but I actually don't good. hate it. I don't good. hate it. No. Uh, I liked Batman Forever, but criti- I do too. critically panned. Man, you missed that episode, but like you uh. totally could have jumped in with Brian. Brian was t- was saying how much he liked. Batman I like. Forever. I, I it's my guilty pleasure. I really like. Everyone Batman deserves Forever. one, you know. It's uh, fair. Batman and Robin was awful. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. And then Steel came out, but uh, it's not big enough for me to like really care all that much about it. Yeah. Nah. Then there was a huge break from '97 till 2004. Catwoman was bad. We don't let's talk not, about Catwoman. Let's not go there. Uh, Constantine was bad. Yeah. The show was good, though. Uh, Batman was Batman Begins was good. Yep. yep. Agreed. V for Vendetta was very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Superman Returns. Ah, I wasn't too... That was with Kevin that. Spacey as Lex Luthor, and now that's a whole thing in the news. So yeah, Kevin Spacey was... We won't was go there. Separating <laughs> art from artist, yeah. Kevin Spacey was a good No, Lex he Luthor. is a talented actor, I will say. Uh, Superman... Uh, never mind. Uh, Dark Knight, which was good. Yeah. Yep. Watchmen, which was brilliant. Oh, I, I loved Watchmen. For me, that, like an air that's a, I, I Wi-Fi connected. <laughs> that was a polarized uh, movie as well, like critically. But I actually really thought it was good, and I uh, thought that's Zack Snyder's best movie to this day. Jonah Hex. Ugh. Which was not good. No, that was like a nine. Although that is movie, that is it? Josh Brolin, who is always generally good. It's just that movie wasn't good. Green Lantern, not good. No. Dark, not Ryan Reynolds' fault, though. Dark Knight Rises, very good. Solid. Excellent. Yeah. Man of Steel, very good. Yeah, good. Pretty solid. If you watch the recolored version of it, brilliant. Yes. yes. Uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, not good. No. Ultimate Edition, though, very good. Fair. Suicide Squad, very, very bad. I don't care what 
edition of Suicide Squad you have, I think that movie is Wonder the Woman, one. pretty good. Yeah, Wonder Woman's good. Justice League, we'll give it a so-so. so so. Not a bad batting average on DC movies in general. Just not like knocking it out of the park in the same way that Marvel did. I'm probably I'm probably here with the the highest opinion of Justice League, but I'll give it a, probably like a C plus. Passing grade. Passing grade. Hey, that's actually like pretty reasonable. Yeah, like, I can get on board with C plus. That, that's pretty reasonable. I can get on board you know? with that. Like you're being very fair with that movie. Um, and like we said earlier, like we we want to see movies succeed on both sides. Like I I can't wait for the next DC film and uh, it's Aquaman and then yeah. Shazam. Yeah. So I mean, Whoa. always Shazam. hope for the best. <laughs> Always hope for the best no matter what and, you know, judge the product when you see it. I'm curious to see, I don't think that a Shazam, based on how people are perceiving the DC Extended Universe, I don't think a Shazam movie is going to sell, unfortunately. Financially, that could be a tough one. I think it might be one of those cult films. I think it might be be critically acclaimed. It could be. But financial, a financial disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Justice League, like, their biggest ensemble team can't you know break a hundred million in like its first weekend it's bad that's we're not in good. trouble no that's not good all at right. all let's get down to the rundown Ooh, uh, only really one big notable release tomorrow i disagree but we're gonna get to that okay there, there are there are a few but one really giant release tomorrow so top sellers of last week batman who laps oh yeah beautiful ba- batman 35 oh yeah justice league 33 superman 35 all great darth vader number eight Mighty Thor 701. Yes. Yeah, you've been liking that one. Eh? Doc Strange 381. That's Nightwing good. 33. Amazing Spider-Man 789. We're getting closer. Yeah, yeah we are. Uh, Maestro's number two. Okay. Uh, this is a quote from a comic book. Uh, so Bleeding Cool, the site that I pull oh, yeah. these numbers yeah, from. well known. They, they get their numbers from a whole bunch of really big comic stores all around the United States. Um, and they don't tell you who who quotes these or who says them but this is from an executive from one of the stores quote sales for october 2017 were some of our worst in years and november it's on on its way to beating that end quote that's to beating you are like beating as in like being worse than so like you work at a comic store how bad is is business right now? You know, I, I, I can't give you an answer there because I haven't been at Galaxy the last... Like, I've been on and off. It's just, like, certain projects that have kind of taken me the, away the last few weeks. But I'm, I'm upstairs. I'm with the older stuff. But I think I think we're doing okay. Like, there, yeah. there haven't been any heavy hitters out these days. That's like, fair. Like, Doomsday Clock is the heavy hitter. That, that'll... Hopefully, that'll sell quite yeah. a lot. I think it will, though. Yeah, I can't, I mean, I can't give Jeff you... Jeff Johns. Yeah, I, I, I honestly I haven't been there super long enough to give you a figure of like how it's how it is relative to the previous years, but uh, can I make a quick announcement? Yeah, Brian. Yeah, give her. Uh, so for all of you comic book lovers out there who frequent Galaxy Comics at all, uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, the launch of Doomsday Clock, Galaxy Comics will be hosting Brian or er, Brad Anderson. Let's get his name right. Brad Anderson. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Brad, Brad Anderson, cool guy. Met him. Super, super cool, cool guy. guy. What but times can you catch him there? He will be signing at Galaxy Comics between 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. So go there, get to, get Doomsday Clock, have him sign it, chat with him. The guy, he's really cool from what I hear, but just own a Doomsday Clock issue that's been signed by the creatives, guys. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome opportunity. Um, Sweet. Okay, so also, also, also uh, coming out that you could potentially get your hands on, Ho-ho. Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows 13, which should be good. Which yeah. should be good, by the way. I've heard All I've new heard Wolverine 27. Black Panther 167, Guardians of the Galaxy 149, 
uh, Action Comics 992. We're getting, yes. getting closer to 1,000. Dan Jurgens is writing that. He's really good. Doomsday Clock. Classic. Which is uh, Watchmen, which is super awesome and super important. It's a uh, 12-issue mi- uh, maxi series. Yeah, just in the same style as Watchmen. The original Watchmen was 12 written, issues. Written by Jeff Johns. Oh, yeah. So Art by Gary Frank. you need to get it. And... Uh, a TMNT Ghostbusters crossover. Okay, that is awesome. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm su- down for that. I'm super excited I'm about that. I'm down for that, man. Boys, obviously we're all going to be reading Doomsday Clock. What else are you reading? I guess TMNT Ghostbusters now. I'm reading TMNT oh. Ghostbusters. <laughs> that should be fun. Uh, I'm going to pick up Black Panther, actually, because by the looks of it, it's a really cool is line it? where he, yeah, he tries to make awesome. like, no, a space good. empire for Wakanda. That's super cool. I'm going to reread Watchmen. I think that's what I'm going to do. Oh, do boy. it, man. I'm going to reread Watchmen. I'm going to read Doomsday Clock, and then I'm going to reread Watchmen. Sweet. So, as always, uh, you can check us on the Twitter, at BTP Comic, UMFM, the world's stupidest Twitter <laughs> handle. Thank you very much. Uh, of course, you can also send us an email, beyondthepanelumfm at gmail.com. As always, I want to thank you boys so much for joining me this week. And uh, the pleasure as always. I love it. See you guys next week. Goodbye.